the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. I'm Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, leader of Act for America in Corona, a nationwide grassroots national security organization. And we are pleased and honored to have one of my personal political heroes on the line, Mark Morano of, uh, of ClimateDepot.org, and he made the movie Climate Hustle. Uh, outlining uh, the, uh, the hustle that the climate change movement really is. And um, you may know Pamela Geller, who she says she torments people with the truth about Islam. Well, Mark Morano torments people with the truth about global warming. Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Mark Morano. We are so pleased to have you with us because you're one of the one of the few truth outlets regarding this uh, major effort to sweep the globe into uh, one uh, big unit of globalization, de- uh, uh, deconstruct the globe as we know it in the name of climate. Isn't that is that about right? Yes, it is, and thank you. That was a great introduction. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, the, the United Nations, which got involved in the global warming issue in 1988, they formed their climate panel, which, won, which shared the Nobel Peace Prize with Al Gore, not a science prize. It's literally just a political lobbying organization uh, masquerading as a science panel, and it's exactly right. Their, their stated goal is global governance. That's what these UN terrorists climate agreements about to form an authentic global governance. They talk about it's actually not about climate and environmental policy. It's all about redistribution of wealth. One of the UN climate panel vice chairs actually stated that on the record, that this is about redistributing wealth. And it's about changing the existing economic order to something that you won't even recognize. That's what the UN climate chief has said, that it won't even be, it'll be a complete transformation of our world remade in the model of a global governance model of the United Nations. That's what we're doing. It has nothing to do with science. They've actually stated that explicitly. The UN climate, the EU climate commissioner said, even if we're wrong in the science, we're doing right by policy. In other words, they want central planning. They want global governance, regardless of what the science says. The science is just a vehicle they can use to scare people. So there's a couple of uh, canards, I think, that need to be deconstructed for listeners that might be new to this. One of the things we heard throughout the eight years of the Obama administration is that, A, the greatest national security threat facing America is this man-caused global climate change. And it was predicated upon uh, what amounts to a fraud, which is the often repeated 97% of all climate scientists agree that we are creating our own doomsday machine by using fossil fuels and that the human race will be obliterated from the earth because of it. 
deconstruct for our listeners first this 97%. What is the lie embedded in that? Well, the big lie embedded in that is it's a totally, it's a number that they actually used before they had any studies to back it up. And this actually, Al Gore started saying that all scientists agree that only a few percentage points don't back in 1992. So then they said we basically, and we, and we do that, we feature this in the film Climate Hustle, they said we need a few dopey studies to back this up. That's basically the gist of what they did. And in the film Climate Hustle, which we just came out on DVD, we, we, we actually interviewed the United Nations lead author, Dr. Richard Toll, who studied the 97% claim. And he was shocked to find out that he said, quote, the number was literally pulled from thin air, that it just crumbles when you touch it, and that it's not based on any evidence whatsoever in these papers. And that was one key study. Another study was actually only based on 77 scientists, 75 allegedly answered in the uh, question the correct way that formed the mythical 97%. So it wasn't even 97 scientists. And we don't even know the names of the 75 scientists. They're anonymous who make up this 97% claim. So it is just such a ridiculous, baseless, total hot air talking point that it's, and it's brought up, you're absolutely right, it's brought up in every media report, it's brought up in every climate activist discussion. We must listen because of the 97% number, and it's totally bogus, it makes no sense. Amazing. It is absolutely stunning. And there's other frauds within this whole climate regime as well. Well, I think that... uh there's a whole series of questions that never really get asked. Is is the Earth getting warmer? Is it to what extent is it human caused? How much warmer is it going to get? They never get to that one. And uh, let's assume the climate does get warmer. Is that bad? Why is that? Or is it or is it better? Because as we know, the climate has been warmer in the past. Yes, and those are very good questions. Now, it all depends on timescales. One of the fraudulent techniques that the climate activists and environmental groups like to do. You'll pick a baseline, you'll see this a lot, of 1970, and they'll say, we've warmed X amount since 1970. If this trend continues, you know, we're going to be decimated as a species. Well, there's one problem. 1970 was the height of the global cooling coming ice age scare. So they pick one of the coldest periods of the 20th century to hype, to, to start as a baseline, and then any warming since that fear of an ice age is now suddenly, oh my gosh, look at how much we've warmed. If they actually were honest, intellectually honest, they'd go back and say, since the Roman warming period, around the time of Jesus Christ walked the earth, we've had actually have we've actually cooled since then because that was warm since the medieval medieval uh, medieval warm period of 900 to about 1300 AD. We probably warmed or held steady. In other words, that was as warm or warmer than today. Then we had a little ice age that ended about 1750 1800, and yes, we've warmed since the end of that little ice age. So. What they've done is they've, re- they've rode on a natural um, warming trend, recovery, some people say recovery from the Little Ice Age, and they're claiming it's human cause and going to be catastrophic. The problem is the evidence isn't there. Carbon dioxide, according to the studies and according to the data, is not the control number of the climate. It's literally overwhelmed by hundreds of other factors, and it, does, it is not the control number. You cannot distinguish carbon dioxide's impact on the climate from tilt of the Earth's axis, solar influences, ocean cycles, volcanic eruptions, and you can go on down the list. And that's the gist of this whole thing. Well, in fact, the record shows that changes in CO2 follow changes in climate. Yes. In fact, in the film Climate Hustle, we actually interviewed a scientist. I said, is more CO2 equal a warmer world? And he says, we don't know. We know that a warmer world equals more CO2. 
And he goes on to talk about how geologically speaking, the Earth is in a CO2 famine. We're at one of the lowest levels uh, in the geologic history of the Earth for CO2 levels, according to all the records that they look at. So CO2 historically is very low right now. Uh, and so they're trying to, but they're trying to claim a record because it's risen with human industrialization. But keep in mind, carbon dioxide is a harmless substance in the air, and we actually inhale oxygen. Humans exhale carbon dioxide, and it's greening the planet. Study after study is coming out showing that it's actually causing more plant growth, and it's uh, helping plant and animal species. So, as anything, if there is a CO2 any detectable influence, it's been positive, and it's been a gentle warming, and it's been a great boon to the biosphere. Well, sure, and they, and they use enhanced CO2 in greenhouses to help plants grow. Yes, in fact, yeah, in fact, even like not only just greenhouses, but uh, even in uh, when we uh, go to like a boardroom or a closed room with people in it, you can get up into the thousands of parts parts per million. Right now, we're only at four hundred parts per million in the atmosphere uh, for carbon dioxide. All these emissions that they worry about, and again, that is very low by historical standards. Is the other effect of the CO two effect saturating, meaning the more CO2, even whatever warming effect CO2 may have already caused, which is indistinguishable from natural variability, any additional CO2 will have less and less of a warming impact. Uh, one of the scientists, Dr. Richard Lindzen, likened it to a window. If you paint it, paint it black and then you keep painting it black, it's only, the only impact you're going to have is from the first coat of paint. The, the subsequent uh, paint coats aren't going to have any impact. and that's what, So that's why there is no runaway CO2 greenhouse effect. It's just not there in the scientific literature, and, and to the extent that anyone can claim it is, it's all on predictions. There was an article out yesterday, Antarctica record melt. It's like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? You read it, and it's all about predictions of the future, how it's going to happen. But if they predict it, suddenly that's data now, and that's evidence. Like they just, they just, they come up and they come up with a new prediction of 50 years of doom, and they say it's now worse than we thought. You say, how's it worse? You know, polar bears are increasing, the temperatures pause, sea levels aren't accelerating. Well, our predictions are now much worse. And like, a prediction isn't evidence, and that's what they do. They, they make a scary prediction, and they beat you over the head as though that's evidence. And you have to disprove them that they're wrong 50 years from now, that their prediction's wrong. And if you can't, you're a denier who belongs in jail, and you're equivalent to a Holocaust denier. That's the game they play. It's an incredible game. We're talking to Mark Morano. He's the producer, director, author, probably also, of the movie Climate Hustle. It's now available on DVD and Blu-ray, or you can stream it in HD at the website uh, climatehustle.org. Mark is also heavily involved in the website called climatedepot.com, where they update regularly uh, the the news items that debunk uh, this canard of man-caused climate disaster and climate warming. Uh, Mark, let's take a break now. When we come back, we've got a brand new wind blowing. See what I did there? Climate wind. We've got a brand new wind blowing in Washington, D.C. A lot of hot air, I might add. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we want to talk to you about and get your thoughts on this new administration and what we have to look forward to in their dealing with this whole climate gate disaster uh we'll be back after a message from our sponsor for this half hour ed hoffman of wholesale capital corporation the place to take place to go for your real estate lending needs residential and commercial more with mark morano on the climate hustle after this message hey larry elder here now if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start call my friend ed hoffman at wholesale capital corporation 
rates are great right now. And from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com, 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen, and also the home for the big event coming up on April 30th, which is the Unite IE Conservative Conference. We'll talk more about that later, but right now we are privileged to have on the phone probably one of the foremost activists in in the area of debunking climate, this notion of man-caused climate change, Mark Morano, he's the proprietor of the website Climate Depot, and also did uh, were you the director and producer of Climate Hustle, Mark, and the star. Yes, I, I wrote it, uh, co-produced, and the star, if you will. I do the narration and the, the voiceover stand-ups and all that. Mm. Very well done movie called The Climate Hustle. You can get more information about that movie at the website climatehustle.org. It's now available on DVD, Blu-ray, and can be streamed in high def from that website. Mark, we've got a new administration uh, in Washington, D.C. Somebody new to the uh, uh, head up the EPA who is already making noises about uh, changes to the EPA. How happy are you, as somebody that intimately knows this issue inside and out, how happy are you with the changes that are happening in Washington, D.C., the EPA, uh, and anything else that the Trump administration has had in regards to climate change? Well, first of all, with the EPA, it's very good news. I mean, consider what we would have had with a Hillary Clinton EPA head. Just look at what we had with a President Obama. So this is night and day difference, and this is a uh, Scott Pruitt is the turn, former Attorney General of Oklahoma. He is now the EPA Administrator. One of his first acts was to overturn Obama's superstition-based um, EPA climate regulations. And I say superstition because people actually went around, and the Obama Administration, John Podesta, sold it as we need these EPA regulations because the storms are getting worse. We have to solve climate change. Now, keep in mind, even if you believed Al Gore in the United Nations, these EPA regulations wouldn't even affect global emission levels of CO2, let alone the possibility of affecting storms or temperature. So it's pure symbolism, literally and completely, and they admitted it. Multiple Obama EPA heads admitted it. Obama energy officials admitted it. There was no possible impact of these regulations on the climate. But Scott Pruitt, Trump's EPA, comes in and he overturns it, and that's basically what's prompting this big alleged, quote, March for Science this weekend because people are so outraged that the government's turning its back on science. 
I look at it, and, I, and I've talked to many scientists uh, who are skeptical of this whole global warming, and they say this is superstition. I mean, the idea that the EPA could regulate Earth temperature or storms was pure superstition, and the best thing you can do for science is end that kind of superstitious nonsense. And that's what Donald Trump's done, and it's been a joy to watch. Yes, but... And if you've been following the press accounts, and I'm sure you have, is that uh, there are some people in his in his administration that want to stay with the Paris Treaty that really isn't a treaty. Why I why I don't know. But what's your what's your take on on that? And what do you think? Uh, will President Trump keep his word, or is he going to bow to or go along with people like Tillerson and Ivanka and other people that want to stay in the Paris Treaty? Yes. Very good question. Now, you asked me the first question was about EPA, and that's, we'll call that the domestic global warming policy. That's going very well. He's unleashed American energy, reopening coal plants. He's unleashing fracking, oil drilling. So all that's very good. Now, the negative of the Trump administration is the, really, the first negative is he picked Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. The problem with Rex Tillerson is as ExxonMobil CEO, he was a big green environmental capitulator. He, he played along. He capitulated the U.N. They had a seat, quote, a seat at the table at the U.N. He looked at it, and I'll, I'll say this, with, and it's, I guess it's going to come off as an insult, but as a crony capitalist, the idea is he figures as a powerful energy company, a seat at the table means you can influence it and leverage out your opponents, and you can get the, get the regulations and laws that work for you and harm all your uh, competitors. And so he was a early... Uh, adopter, if you will, of capitulating to the to the climate activists and never standing up to it. So it's a shame that Trump picked him because I don't see him being strong on this. The greatest asset we have is Donald Trump himself. He is a America firster going back to the 1980s when you see the old interviews with him on Oprah. And you cannot be an America firster and, and want to support a United Nations climate treaty. So regardless of Tillerson, Ivanka, her husband Jared, and any of that sort of what they call the palace intrigue, I hope that Donald Trump sticks with his campaign pledge. And that would be a devastating blow if he doesn't. But I'm very hopeful that he will. It just doesn't make – I don't see how he could go back to Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, staying in this treaty uh, if he, if he uh, – in breaking his campaign promise. So I, I think he's, he's got to get us out of this mess. Tell us about the Paris Accord and what it, would co- what it costs – versus assuming their numbers about the effect of EPA, yeah. of CO2 on climate are correct. How many trillions of dollars would we spend by 2100 for how much of a reduction in global warming? The treaty itself will cost anywhere from $100 trillion over this time, of 100, uh, uh, over 100 years. So it's about a trillion dollars a year, globally speaking. Now, interestingly enough, the treaty's not even designed to do anything for the temperature in terms of the way it's set up, but, but they will, people will sell it that we need it. John Kerry, the old secretary, said, we need an insurance policy against global warming. What if the skeptics are wrong? That's why we need a U.N. treaty. Well, would you buy an insurance policy on your home that costs more than your house and had no payout if your house burned down? Because that's what climate insurance is, and there's no other way to look at it. That's absolutely what it is. So you would pay... $100 trillion and had absolutely no detectable impact on the climate, and that is assuming you believe the U.N. science, you believe the U.N.'s own modeling numbers, and you believe all the countries are going to have 100% commitment and adherence to what they pledge, all of which are, you know, you're better off buying the Brooklyn Bridge if you believe any one of those three are going to happen. But assuming they all did, 
there was an analysis by a Danish statistician who looked at this in peer-reviewed literature and said, even if we accept the UN treaty, accept their models, accept their science, and accept uh, all the countries are going to do what they claimed, and then you try not to laugh, it would only delay the temperature 100 years from now by about three and a half years from what we would have without the treaty. In other words, it wouldn't even be a detectable impact on the climate. In other words, the temperature we'd have in 100 years would only be delayed by three years. It would be a slight, you know, a hundredth of a degree or two warming delay. And that's assuming everything was right. So it's pure symbolism when it comes to climate, but it's absolute huge economic cost and sovereignty. I mean, this is a... This is an issue that's going to, you know, we're going to have United Nations bureaucrats as this thing progresses, regulating everything from our light bulbs to our vehicles to our transportation to your home thermostats to uh, every form of transportation to your agriculture. The UN's already declared a war on meat and hamburgers. This is what they, when the, when the UN chief, climate chief, actually said a complete transformation of our life, life on planet Earth will be very different for everyone once we get our program implemented. That is what's scary, and that is why Donald Trump has to get us out of this. Gina McCarthy, the former EPA administrator, said that people have to start living a life that's commensurate with reductions in greenhouse gases. And this is an interesting <laughs> aspect to me, because you look at the most prominent promoters of the global warming, and I call it a hoax, it is a hoax. None of them reflect that in their own personal lives. None of them try to lead by example. Probably one of the most egregious is Leonardo DiCaprio, the Hollywood actor and a big promoter of this, flies a private jet across the Atlantic to collect an environmental award. Then the next day takes a private jet back across the Atlantic to whatever event or thing he was doing uh, in Europe. If, do, do these yeah, do, do these people do these people really believe what they're selling, or is are they just or do they realize they're promoting a hoax? Yes, and this is one of the key issues. I you know I worked in the U.S. Senate, the Environment and Public Works Committee, uh, and then I've been doing Climate Depot, going to all these UN conferences. I've given out met many. I've been out to uh, give speeches all over the country and the world, and done my movie premiere. One of the key things, and it's shocking, is that people say the reason they don't accept this and the reason they became skeptical they knew it was a con because the leaders al gore the head of the u.n john Kerry, leonardo DiCaprio, who's now an official u.n uh, spokesperson on climate they knew they didn't take it seriously and that has such a profound impact if someone's telling you you have to give up you have to sacrifice a classic example was during the academy awards and i believe it was 2008 when al gore and leonardo DiCaprio walked out on the stage they had the academy had helpful hints of what the public, the masses, if you will, could do to fight global warming. And it said, like, ride city transit. Well, when was the last time Leonardo DiCaprio or Al, or Al Gore were on a, on a city bus driving around L.A. Uh, as opposed to a, you know, a limousine? This is what galls people. Al Gore with his multiple homes, with his energy use 20 times. Leonardo DiCaprio with his yachts. John Kerry with his, one time they asked John Kerry how many homes he owned. He didn't even know the number. He didn't even have the exact number in his head because he owned so many. It was like, um, I think I may have been approaching double digits for the exact number of homes. And so what happens is people know that they're being conned. The head of the U.N. was a guy named Regenda Pichari. He said he lived at 30,000 feet. He flew all around the world constantly. They, but they want to make it more expensive. They support fuel taxes, climate taxes on that, regulations. They want to get rid of the American SUV with all these standards, the global warming regulations that will get rid of any kind of big car or heavy car. At the same time, they do what they want. And that is what's galling people. And that's exactly the whole issue. I mean, there's so many people on the hypocrisy schedule, everyone from Robert Redford, 
um, to uh, James Cameron on down uh, from Hollywood that just the, uh, the most vocal climate activists are usually the biggest hypocrites. And it matters. People become skeptical yeah. just by hearing them. So I always, when I hear... Mark, Mark, we are gonna, Mark we are, we are going to have to leave it there. I mean, we've loved our time with you. We'd love to have more time with you. Maybe we can at another point, but we're, we're up against a break here. And we can't thank you enough for, one, what you're doing for the cause of liberty and human prosperity, and second, for being on our show. So thank you, and we'll hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, Mark. All right, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This is great. God bless you. ClimateDepot.com and ClimateHustle.org. The movie, go get it. We'll be back after... After this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE. Broker license number 01147747. And California Financers Lenders license number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610. NMLS 9873. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Benjamin Franklin said that whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. And we are seeing that all over the country, particularly but not limited to college campuses. We are. There is incident after incident where conservative speakers on college campuses are shut down. They're heckled mercilessly. Uh, we attended an event that was rel- that was absolutely well behaved when Ben Shapiro came to University of Redlands to talk. No heckling, no problem. Uh, the students listened patiently. We could see that there were teachers and administrators there that didn't agree with a word of Ben Shapiro, but they just sat there calmly listening, not applauding. It was very obvious that they were not happy about the things that Ben Shapiro was saying. But that's the point. You, you know, you need to allow this. Well, apparently, uh, you know, last Saturday, as our show was airing, there was a nationwide uh, tax day uh, protests, protesting essentially Donald Trump, asking Donald Trump to turn over his tax reform, tax forms. And in Berkeley, there was exactly the opposite. There was a free speech event. Donald Trump supporters were there and it all chaos uh, there's another word I would use, broke out as these Antifa uh, protesters in Berkeley descended on this free speech area that had been properly permitted, properly reserved by a group supporting Donald Trump having an event, and it looked like a military operation was descending on them. Oh, yes. the uh, I call them the leftist brown shirts. Yeah. After the after the Hitler brown shirts that battled the co- battled communists in the streets of Germany in the 1930s. And tried to enforce Nazi propaganda and rules and control over the streets. 
and they and they 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 went in there and they were gonna they were gonna shut down this event the same way the same crowd of people rioted and shut down Milo Yiannopoulos's planned speech at University of California at the University of California Berkeley, but this time the uh, Trump people were ready for them and and pushed back on them, uh, with no help from. The police, and it's interesting. We, and, we, and we have a clip here yep. of someone coming up to the some police officers who are nearby in their cars. Hey, people are getting beat up over here, and let's go to that one first. And let's and hear what the officers had to say when they when asked about why they weren't trying to stop yeah, this the, the violence and rioting. This happens to be a journalist from Mother Jones, by the way, asking these questions. So it's not somebody who is you know got it. I mean, this person is from the left asking these cops, why are they just sitting there as people are getting pummeled? Uh, Roll the clip. Hey, how come you guys are hanging back? That would be a good question for the chief of police. I mean, I haven't seen the cops around people and just like beating each other. Public statement, right? Uh, No, I'm just asking you guys. I mean, you're here. I would defer you to our public information officer. So they told you to hang back? As I said... What's your next question? I mean, I'm just wondering why I've been I've been watching all day. People get get you know beat up pretty bad. I haven't seen you guys around much. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. Mm-hmm. Okay. And clearly and obviously, they were given a stand down order by their chief. And the the audio doesn't show that, but the first guy that said to talk to the chief, you could hear and see the disgust in the video. You could see the disgusted look on his face. Yes. They wanted to go in. They wanted to do their job, but they were ordered to stand down. And you can see in the multiple clips, I've literally watched hours of this phone, you know, people documenting this from multiple different angles. And now the Internet sleuths are starting to get busy trying to figure out who some of these people really are, because, of course, they uh, show up, they're masked, they have they're all dressed in black. They won't they're not they're cowards. They will not show their faces. And I got to hand it to the University of Auburn, because this uh, this guy that's the head of the alt right was speaking there and obviously was being protested. The Auburn police would not allow the Antifa protesters into the area wearing masks. And there literally are laws that prohibit you from wearing masks in the commission of a crime. So they ordered these people, if you want to go in, and they held them up until they took their masks off and then allowed them to walk into the area where they were going to protest. Uh, and I forget the guy's name, the head of the all that he's Robert Spencer. Yes, Robert Spencer. Robert Spencer? No, no it's, it is Spencer. It, it is Spencer, it. like yeah. Michael Spencer or. Yes, but uh, Auburn first tried to ban his speech. Right. And, and then, then he, sued he sued and got a preliminary injunction that allowed his, allowed his talk to begin. Right. To, to continue. Yes, indeed. And so what's happened is these Antifa protesters that were up in Berkeley were now finding out that the, the a girl who was made to be a victim by the mainstream media who did take a chop right to the face by somebody, by a Donald Trump supporter. Not, I don't want to say a Donald Trump supporter, but somebody that was there opposing Antifa. We don't know who he is. 
But this lady was uh, heralded as a um, a victim. And now we learn that she comes from Thousand Oaks. So she drove from Thousand Oaks all the way up. We also learn that she's, uh, she has a porn career. She also posted on social media that she was heading up to Berkeley with the intention of getting 100 scalps. And that's a quote from, I think... Um, a movie, I want to say it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, and I can't remember what, but so basically she was quoting so, that movie. So, so, what's ha- so what happens at these events is the city or the university, if it's, a, if it's a public university, knows under the First Amendment they can't say Donald Trump supporters or conservatives aren't allowed to speak here, aren't allowed to have a rally here. So what they do is the police stand down. Well, let's just to, say the police for sure in Berkeley did this. I don't want to condemn, condemn all right, police, in but Berkeley, in this situation. In Berkeley and, and when at UC Berkeley, when the, when Milo Yiannopoulos tried to speak there and the, the rioters are destroying university property and not a police officer in sight, is they've been told to stand down and the university administrators or the police or the city officials are, want to let their brown shirts go out there and shut down events that they know legally they couldn't prevent. Right. And other universities is that uh, Heather McDonald recently tried to speak at one of the Claremont colleges here locally. And she's written a book about uh, police violence and, and racial matters. I forget the exact title of it. And the protesters, sur- protesters, the rioters surround it, won't let anyone in. And she gave a speech to an empty room. Uh, being being live streamed, but no one gets punished. So the yeah the university professor administrator says yeah tut 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 uh, we that's really bad that's really bad, but did not use the police to keep the event open, did not and no one has been punished. No one's been expelled. No one has been suspended. No one has been criminally charged. For that conduct. And this came into our backyard at the Claremont University. It was on one of the Claremont campuses where this same lady, Heather McDonald, was supposed to speak. And the protesters sealed off every entrance. The police actually protected the protesters because there were people from uh, the Claremont Independent that wanted to go up and interview them. Uh, They wouldn't. The police actually got in the way. So, you know, this 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 idea, your quote at the beginning of this segment, Ben Franklin, about shutting down freedom of speech, this is what we're seeing all across the country. In addition to that, we're seeing the mainstream media continuing to double down with their uh, tr- challenge with reporting the truth. You know, Donald Trump had the New, uh, the New England Patriots there, and the New York Times shows a picture of 2015 New England Patriots versus the uh, 2017 appearance at the Trump White House and the difference in the pictures. Well, it was it was the New England Patriots that called out the New, the New York Times for being disingenuous in this picture, and in fact showed a different picture once the 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 staff got on the stairs. It was a bigger crowd than the uh, Trump than the Obama administration. It took the New the New England Patriots to debunk and do the job of journalists. To show how the New England, uh, the New York Times was having a challenge with the truth. Right. And the, 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 the assault on freedom of speech is not just using the, the, the brown shirts. It's uh, the threat of discipline, the threat of losing your job, the threat of having your business boycotted. There was a, just an instance up in Sacramento where the guy had, he owned a brewery and restaurant. And he posted some conservative things on his own personal Facebook page. And the lefties organized a boycott of his business 
business and forced him to uh, to sell out uh, his interest in the in, in, in the business. Uh, you remember the, the guy that at at Mozilla that who they made the Firefox browser. He made a contribution to the pro Proposition Eight uh, traditional marriage initiative, and he was forced out of his job. So there's, there's this whole range of assaults on freedom of speech. You remember Hillary Clinton's that supported UN resolution is a 1618 that to prohibit any criticism of uh, Islam, and she said that well you know we have to try to enforce this with peer pressure and shaming. So there's there's whole range of assaults on freedom of speech. And you just have to wonder what happens as these college kids that have raised on this stuff, raised on speech codes, as they become the lawyers, the judges, the politicians, with no appreciation of the value of freedom of speech and the idea that, yes, you can suppress ideas and, and people that you don't you disagree with. Well, Berkeley has struck again. They have actually shut down a speech by Ann Coulter. We'll have that news clip for you after the break for this for our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show. Berkeley has struck again. Apparently, Ann Coulter was scheduled to deliver a speech April 27th, I think, is the date. Yes. And she has gone back and forth with Berkeley regarding the speech. And here she is telling the saga of the back and forth on Tucker Carlson this week. Ann Coulter was scheduled to speak at the University of California, Berkeley, the jewel of the California public university system on April 27th. But now UC Berkeley has forcibly canceled her lecture, citing safety concerns. This is the third time this year protesters and rioters have denied conservatives an equal chance to speak at Berkeley, which is, as we said, a taxpayer-funded school nominally subject to the First Amendment. You'd think so anyway. Apparently, though, hecklers and rioters get a veto there as long as they are left of center. And Coulter joins us tonight. And I'm a student of Orwellian language, so this jumped right out at me. This is a statement from Berkeley, two students that I'm quoting. We regret this outcome, the outcome being your speech being canceled, especially given our unqualified support for our students' right to bring speakers of their choosing to the university and our deep commitments to the values and principles embedded in the First Amendment. It's the opposite of that, actually, isn't it? <laughs> well, yes, it is. And by the way, I am giving the speech. Um, I don't know. What are they going to do? Arrest me? Um, they can put me in the, in the Birmingham jail. Uh, but no, I'm definitely giving the speech. I was invited to give a speech. Um, and they went through what, what college um, students have, have come to, to recognize. They kept piling on, you know, requirements, ruses, 
Um, you can't speak in the evening. You have to speak in the daytime when kids are in classes. We're not sure which room you're going to use. We won't tell you to the last minute. You have to exclude everyone um, except students. And although the groups kept... The intermediaries kept encouraging me to say, you know, this is unfair. They never do this to liberals. I kept saying, nope, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I agreed to all of their demands and then wake up this morning and they send out a letter saying how much they love the the First Amendment and freedom of speech and they're so committed to it. But we're just canceling her anyway. Yeah, we're going to cancel her anyway. I support the First Amendment, but... Exactly. And this is the hypocrisy that exists right now. And speaking of Tucker Carlson, I understand he's going to have a new time slot on uh, Fox starting on Monday. Yeah. That, now, that was a quick change of events, wasn't it? It really was. From, Bill O'Reilly gone on vacation. From a New York Times article two or three weeks ago. Yes. Uh, about sexual harassment allegations and, and, and settlements that were supposedly reached in those cases to, he, the, to the guy who's had the number one cable show for 15, 16, set, whatever number of years is now um, out of a job. He is out of a job. And, uh, you know, this is I find disgusting and despicable. The, the idea of using your position and your power and your fame and I guess to a certain degree, he felt insulated. He felt like he was untouchable. And to use that position in order to, now these are all allegations, I guess we should say, but the, the idea uh, of, and, and I said this with Bill Cosby, where there's smoke, there's fire. When you have, in Bill Cosby's case, uh, you know, dozens of women coming out and alleging this behavior, uh, at some point, you got to just go with the weight of uh, all these women did not collude to ruin the career of Bill Cosby. They finally found themselves in a place where they felt comfortable enough, I want to say, to come out and tell their stories Mm -hmm. that they weren't going to get, you know, chastised in the media. So finally, they came out. And I think we're in a similar situation where enough women have come out now uh, and and now, since the news broke, even more women are standing up and saying that they've had experiences where they felt like Bill O'Reilly was misusing his position uh, to take advantage and, uh, you know, sexually harass them. Okay. Um, yes, but. I mean, you're right. There's a certain, as as the numbers increase, the numbers increase, and they, uh, they add some corroboration to each other. But when you have a highly political pos- issue person, and you saw this in the in the campaign when after that uh, video came out from Donald Trump from 10, 11 years ago, then and only then, almost if on cue, women started coming forward to allege that he had done things to them when they had not done when some of these things were 10, 20, 30 years old the, of what he supposedly did. When you have a very highly political, particularly a conservative political target. I take all of that with a grain of salt. That being said, you know, if you're paying, I think the article was that he had paid $13 million, $15 million in settlements. To you six know, people? You know, that starts to look like, you know, I understand you're in a very public position. You don't want to have a trial where someone's up, the woman's up on the stand in a public trial saying, Bill, uh, Bill O'Reilly did X, Y, Z to me, he said X, Y, Z to me, so on. Uh, but that starts to look like more than just a nuisance value settlement. Right. And, but but you also have the head of Fox who has, you know, last year came under similar allegations, similar fire, similar allegations. And I, I come back to where there's smoke, there's probably fire. Yeah, possibly. Uh, again, these are very high. These are very cons- prominent conserv- conservatives. So they're, they're, they're targets. 
And since the, the since Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, the former head of Fox News and Fox, the, over, the umbrella company, has stepped back. His sons have taken over a more the, more of the control of the company, and they're definitely more liberal. Yes, that is true. That is true. And 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 to go along with this, obviously the media had a field day with this. I mean, I watch clip after clip after clip from Don Lemon on CNN to folks on MSNBC to uh, the View. I mean, all of them having a field day with this. Um, even late night shows, you know, obviously making. Uh, making hay out yeah, of this. Yeah, in fact, on MSNBC, they were singing "Ding Dong" the Warlock is dead. Yeah, and 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 honestly, if if you're in a position like Bill O'Reilly is, you have a responsibility to the people that you're representing to live a lifestyle that is beyond reproach. Yeah, we all make mistakes, and we're not talking about I think potentially mistakes here. I think mistakes have gone into a uh, a, a, a habit pattern, a pattern of the way that you conduct your personal life. Right. And if, you know, if the allegations are true and, if, and he's using he's a, his position, he's using right. his power, using his influence of people that, you know, if you want, if you want that promotion, if you want to, you want, you want to succeed here and so on to get sexual favors, that's reprehensible and he should be fired. But even, even if, even if he's doing good for our side. Now on the other side, on the left side, you can, as long as you're serving their cause, you can do practically anything. Well, that's the hypocrisy that comes out on the in, in, in this issue. Bill Clinton, uh, you know, Ted Kennedy, Ted Kennedy. I mean, we could we could fill a segment up just listing the names of people who, if they were conservative, would have been drummed out of town by the media simply because they were conservative. But we now know, especially in the fullness of a, of the Donald Trump victory on November 9th, that the November 8th, that the media is no longer, you know, a bystander in the demise of America. They are actually bringing it about. They are they are colluding. They they claim Russia and Trump colluded. I think the bigger collusion. And in fact, I think that the Shakespeare quote that says thou doth protest so loudly. He, he thinks that me thinks thou doth protest too much. Exactly right. And so in me this think, case, no, me, th- it's me, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Exactly. To the point to where they have they have changed the focus from their own collusion with the Democratic Party to the purported collusion between Trump and and the Russians, which still to this day has not been substantiated. Zero evidence of that. Zero evidence of that. According to Obama officials, James Clapper, head of intelligence, and Mike Morrell, who was acting head of the CIA under Obama. That's right. We got, uh, we got time to wrap up with a few concluding remarks and some other stories. We'll be back after a message with our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. 
Pamela Gillard, the great leader of the uh, anti-jihad pro-freedom movement, said that every day she asks herself, what am I going to do today to save the republic? And we, something we should all ask ourselves, and one thing that you can do and learn how you, how, what you can do to help save the republic is come to the Unite IE Conservative Conference. It's going to be a week and one day from today on Sunday, April 30th at the Riverside Convention Center. And we have a great lineup of speakers and our Unite IE groups are going to be there with information about what they're doing and how you can join with them to help save the Republic. Absolutely. There's two tickets types that are available, VIP general admission. And we need to let everybody know that if you want to join for the VIP lunch, it is tickets go are, are on sale until Monday. So that we've got to turn the head count over to the facility for the number of lunches that are going to be provided. The last day to get your VIP tickets is Monday. Uh, the week before the week before the event, you can still get general admission up through Friday. Uh, so get your VIP tickets until then. We had late breaking news as we were recording the show. Two police officers shot in Paris, uh, one dead. The killer was killed. Before, prior to that, the French police say that they foiled an imminent attack leading up to the presidential election, arrested two men in Marseille, explosive, multiple weapons found at the suspect's flat. Not much more has been revealed about that. And then in no, Fresno... Knowing no, nothing else. Right. Would anyone... I'll give 10 to 1 odds to anyone who wants to take the, take the bet that the perpetrators of these offenses are Muslim. Good question. And then on Fresno, we had a guy, uh, an individual, a black man who is, uh, you know, c- characterized as someone who hated white people, who claimed Islam as, re- as his religion, is on video doing the same, uh, killed three people or four, I forget which now, in his rampage. I think he killed three in the, in the, in the latest one, but then he killed a security guard That's right. at the motel uh, before that. Yep. And not a word on any of the mainstream media news outlets about that because it ran counter to so many of their narratives. I, I mean, some of them said that the, the killer said God is great is what he was saying. Yeah. AP reports God is great. They interpreted Alu Akbar. That's what we're up against. Join us on April 30th for the Unite IE Conservative Conference. Get your tickets at am590.info. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.